listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. It's amazing to see this because, you know, when... When we fast and pray, it is simply us making up our minds that, Lord, more than anything else in our life, we want your presence. That's truly what we're saying. Lord, more than anything else in, your, in our lives, we want your presence. We want your power to be manifested. We want to see your glory. We want to see you intervene in every area of our lives. I don't want any part of my life to be void of God's power or God's presence. I don't want any part of my life, let me put it another way, I don't wanna do any part of my life on my own without the help of God. I want every area of my life to be filled with his glory, his presence, his power, his anointing. And uh, the Bible's very clear how we can make that happen. The Bible says in the book of James that if we'll draw near unto God, then he will draw near unto us. And so the key is that we've got to take the first steps in dedication to do what God's called us to do. And he'll meet us at our point of faith because the Bible tells us in Hebrews 11, that not only does he uh, draw near unto us, like James says, but Hebrews says he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So God's not just going to reward. He's not just going to draw near to you when he does, he's going to reward you. And that's important to understand. God's not just going to draw near to me. God is going to reward me. And I want you to put that in the comments first of all today. God is not just drawing near to me. God is rewarding me in Jesus' name. God is not just drawing near to me. God is rewarding me in Jesus' name. And that's the key. He promised to reward those that are diligently, faithfully, Seeking him. Well, I'm telling you, there's no, I don't think there's a clearer way to diligently seek God than through fasting and prayer. You know, when you tell God, I'm literally pushing the plate away for this period of time, I'm going to seek your face, I'm going to press into your presence to the point where your, your entire flesh is feeling the results of your dedication and consecration to God. I don't know, you know, I would say between this and financial giving, financial sacrificial sowing, those would be the two major ways that I could see to truly dedicate and consecrate yourself to God. Because think about it. Those are the two things that are the hardest for most people. You know, your physical body, giving up food. You know, you you don't feel the toll of anything else as much as you do giving up food. You don't feel it giving up social media. You don't feel it, you know, giving up Netflix. But when you push the plate away and you stop eating, you immediately feel the results of that kind of consecration, that kind of dedication. And so that, and then of course, by financial seed sowing, you know, if you think about it, by sowing financial seeds, what you're really doing is you are giving your life to God. Because remember this, all your life is made up is of what is what you've done with your time. 
That's all your life is, is what you've done with your time. And as, you's, as you've worked that job, and then they give you a paycheck in exchange for the time you've given up, 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week, that you've given up of your life to that job, and they say, yep, this is your paycheck in exchange for the time of your life. And when you take money and sow it on the altar of God, you are literally placing your life down on the altar of God. I was recently talking to a pastor and uh, we were discussing taking and receiving offerings. And he said, well, uh, what we have done in the past is, is we kind of put the bucket in the lobby and let people uh, give as they leave. And I said, but I don't prefer to do that. I prefer to have people come to the altar of God and lay their offering on the altar because people need to understand that giving is just as much an act of worship as my singing, my lifting of my hands, my dancing, whatever it might be, my shouts unto God. My, my giving is just as much, if not more, of an act of worship. Why? Because anybody can sing. Anybody can fake that you know, lifting of the hands. But you can't fake giving. And you can't fake fasting and prayer. And those two things, obviously... Uh, are the things that you have to master the most, your physical body and your finances. And one thing you'll recognize very quickly is there's two areas where your flesh will fight you the hardest. And that is in the realm of food when you're fasting and the realm of finances when you're sowing. Because the flesh, keep this in mind, your flesh is constantly at war with your spirit man. Galatians 5.17, the Bible says, the flesh is constantly, one translation, it lusts against the spirit, but one translation says it is opposed to the spirit and they're constantly fighting one another so that you're not free to do what you want to do. And obviously Paul, when he says you are not free to do what you want to do, he's talking about the spirit man because the spirit man is the real you. That's why Paul could say things like, I put my body under subjection. So what he's trying to say is his body's not the real him. The real him is his spirit man. I put my body under subjection. And there's those two areas where the flesh will fight you the hardest is in the realm of food when you're fasting and in the realm of finances when you're giving. And if you can overcome those two things and say, God, I want you more than I want food. I want your presence I want your power. I need your hand to be upon our family. I need your hand to be upon our business and our, and our ministry. I, I need your hand involved in my relationships. I need it in my physical health. I need it in my mental state. I need it in every area of my life. And if you do that, you're pressing in. The Bible says God will draw near to you and God will reward you for diligently seeking him. And I want you to put this in the comments today. I'm going to finish this year with supernatural rewards. And it's not, you're not gonna have to wait till December. Many people, God's already rewarding them. Supernatural things are already happening for them. So I want you to put it in. All through this year, I will experience the rewards of God. All through this year, I'll be rewarded by God. God will reward me. Why? That's a promise. That's a promise. We're diligently seeking him. And as a result, he's going to reward his faithful people. And so I'm encouraging you to stay strong. We're almost halfway through this fast. 
And you know, there's, there's been people, and if you haven't joined the private Facebook group yet, please do that because uh, we were truly, we're encouraging one another, strengthening one another. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. And somebody wrote um, in, in the um, Facebook group, you know, I, I'm, I'm tapping out basically. You know, I did a week and I, I can't seem to do any more fasting. I have a strenuous job. And uh, this is not a place to, to condemn people for what they do or don't do. And I pointed this out at the beginning uh, of the fast. And this is not, this is not to be light on, on the fact that we're pressing in 21 days, but we're doing that by faith. Remember that. We're pressing in for 21 days by faith, not because there's some command in the Bible that Christians are supposed to go for 21 days or for any period of time for that matter. We are called to fasting, yes, but there is uh, no command as to how long we're supposed to fast. We've chosen to set the first 21 days of this year as our point of faith to press in and to say we're going to see supernatural things take place. And um, I told people even in the books that I wrote, if you find yourself, you got to a place where you broke and uh, your flesh got the better of you and you ate and you feel guilty, don't feel, just get back on. Get back on and begin to fast and begin to pray again. And don't let the devil make you feel like a failure. Don't be condemned or anything like that. But that's part of the reason at the beginning, uh, and if you'd like to get in the Facebook group, LaShonda, um, all you have to do is go to miracleword.com, our website, miracleword.com. When you scroll down, you'll see a button right on the homepage that will take you directly to the private Facebook group. And you can join, we'll let you in, uh, and, and you can be a part of what we're doing. But don't feel condemned and don't feel uh, uh, like a failure. But one of the things that we did at the beginning is that we did make a vow to God that we are going to press in for 21 days. We're going to press in and seek your face by faith and believe you. That's why I said we make up our mind at the beginning. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm promising God, I'm going to seek you and I want to, you to meet with me. And God's meeting us at our point of faith. And so uh, press in, press in. If you, if you ended up breaking, if you ate something, jump right back on and begin to pray and begin to fast. And today I'm talking to you about the fact that we are going to get ahead of every attack of the enemy. We're not, let me say it this way, we're not going to live always in response to what the devil's doing. That's not how Christians are called to live. We're not called to live in response to what the devil is doing. Like we wait for him to attack and then we press in and, and try to find a way out and a, oh God, make a way where there was no way. That's not how we're called to live. We're called to live beyond. I, now, now, let me get this in your spirit, and I want you to put it in the, in, the, in the comments as well. I don't live in response to the enemy. I live in response to the word of God. I don't live in response to the enemy. I live in response to the word of God. My life is a constant response to what God has already said and not what the devil is doing. Who cares what the devil is doing? I live by what God said. Who cares what the devil is doing? I live by what God said. So that's the key. I don't live in response to what the devil's doing or the enemy. I live in response to the word of God. That's what I want you to get in your spirit today. 
We're not, we're not making choices based on the attacks of the devil. We make choices based upon what God's word already says. Thank you, Jesus. And I've got you here in, in the gospel of John is where I want you to turn. That's where I'm at. And I'm in the first chapter. And I'm going to show you something that's going to help you. The Gospel of John, chapter 1, and we'll start right at the beginning. And the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Hallelujah. I'm going to read that again, and then we're going to break this down. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 2, he was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. So a couple of points I want to uh, show you here this morning before we begin to pray, and we're going to pray again today like we did yesterday, but a couple of points that I want to bring out from this passage and another is this. Number f the first one is this. Uh, the Word, who is Jesus, that's the whole point of the first chapter of John, is that John is showing us or, or, or letting us know by inspiration of the Holy Spirit that Jesus Christ is the Word of God. He's the Word that became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. So Jesus is the Word of God. But I want you to understand something. Jesus, or the Word of God, is not a created being. He's an eternal being. And the Bible makes it plain when it says, in the beginning was the Word. The Word existed in the beginning of time. There was no origin to the Word. Get that in your spirit. There was no origin to the Word of God. Just in the same way, there was no origin to any part of the Trinity. No origin to God the Father, no origin to the Holy Spirit, no origin to the Word. Those three are one, but they are also eternal uh, beings that have existed for all of eternity. And I'm going to show you why this is important in just a moment. And the Bible says, And all things were made through Him, the Word. And without Him was not anything made that was made. And so one of the things that we're going we're to look at in just a moment is uh, because the Bible says in him was life. So the word carries life. And Jesus said this in John 6, 63. He said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Hallelujah. God's word, Christ, is the life. He is the life. He's the life-giving word. And so in him is life. So catch this now. I'm responding. When I just told you a moment ago, I don't respond to the enemy. I don't live in response to the enemy. I live in response to the word of God, which is life. And the reason I do that is because I'm aligning my life with the life of God's word. And as I do what it says, I receive an impartation of supernatural life, eternal life, which is not just a life to be lived, but it is a substance. 
It is that zoe, life of God. That zoe, that, that Greek word zoe is the life of God or eternal life. And it is a substance that you carry in your body, the eternal life of God, the power of the Holy Ghost. In him is life. And so I want you to see it with me that in that beginning, so there is no origin to the word. It's eternal. It's, ex, it's eternally existent. And get this now, all things were made by him. So anything else you see in the world came through the word of God. Anything, everything, for example, every angel in heaven is a created being. They are not eternal. They did not, uh, they did not exist from the beginning. God created the angels. But the Bible tells us how they were created. All things were created by him, the word of God. So, so get this now, angels only exist because they were created through the word. People, humans, everything in the earth, all that you see, it was only created through the word of God. So watch now. When angels were created and obviously had a free will to rebel because Lucifer decided to rebel and try to invade heaven and take God's place and God ejected him from heaven. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. So, um, and man that was created with a free will to, to choose good or to choose evil, you understand? All those are created things. So sin, sin only came into the world through rebellion, right? Sickness only came into the world as a result of sin. Poverty only came into the world as a result of sin. Brokenness and depression and, and, and all these different negative things we face today, perversion, they only came into the world through the fall, through sin. So notice something, the word of God existed before angels, which means the word of God existed before fallen angels, which means before the devil ever existed, the word of God existed. So the point I'm making to you today, we're talking about getting ahead of every attack. You've got to come to the realization in your spirit that before there was even a devil, there was an answer. Before there was ever a demon, before there was ever a sickness, before there was ever disease, before there was ever poverty or lack or depression or anxiety, you had a word. Because the word existed from the beginning. You think God didn't know who you were from the beginning of time? You don't think God knew who you would be and didn't know the needs you would have and didn't know the things you would face in life? Of course God knew. God is all-knowing. God knew what he would do. God knows all. And let me tell you, before you had an attack that came against your life, you had a word that existed in the beginning. Before there was even a devil to attack you, you had a word that existed from the beginning. Before there was anything to try to come against your finances, there was a word that you had from the very beginning. The word has existed before your troubles and your problems existed. And so when we pray, and this is why I wanted to get on this, is that when we pray, we are not praying. See, many times our, our thought process as to why we pray is wrong because we think, well, the devil did something and now I need to pray so that God will do something to cancel out what the devil did. I need to pray 
so that God will step in and do something. But here's one of the things you got to understand. I'm not saying that God doesn't manifest his presence, but God doesn't even need to respond to the devil because God has made up his mind. He has given us his word from the beginning of time. It's eternal. And so when we pray, we're not asking God to respond to the enemy, but we are reaching back and attaching our faith to a word that has existed since the beginning of time. We have a word that existed from the beginning. It is the pre-existent word of God. It's like I always tell when I preach this. And I tell people when you go to get insurance, they always ask you if you have any pre-existing conditions because they don't want to insure you if they know things have already been wrong with you. But I told them, jokingly, I said, I'm going to start telling insurance companies, I do have a pre-existing condition called the word of God because it existed before anything else that I'll ever face in my life. It existed before, my, not only before me, before the foundations of the world were laid, before the stars were hung into the heavens, the word of God existed from the beginning. And the word is the most powerful force in the universe, as you know. I've covered it many times that uh, the psalmist said in Psalm 138 and verse 2 that God has magnified his word above his name. One translation says it a little differently. One translation says, Lord, you have backed up your word with all the power of your name. Now think about that. That means that, that God's ability to carry out his word is based upon the integrity of his identity. Let me say that again so that you get it in your heart. God's ability to carry out his word is based on the integrity of his identity. What does that mean? It means if you know someone's a liar, you expect them to tell lies. You stop trusting anything they say. Well, you know, he, he lies, man. That guy lies all the time. Every time he says something, it's untrue. Well, what happens? They build a reputation for themselves that now when they speak, people doubt what they say. Why? Because they've been proven multiple times to be a liar. So what happens? Your reputation starts to be destroyed. It starts to be destroyed. And people don't trust what you say anymore. They don't trust what you say. You've lost your good reputation and your integrity starts to slide. And the problem with that is now, and, and, and everything's based on your identity. So when people hear your name, the last thing you want is they go, oh yeah, that dude's a liar. Every time he says something, it's a lie. Or, you know, she's a troublemaker. She, she's a drama queen or whatever it might be. And what happens is, if we're not careful, negative things are attached to our identities rather than what we wanted to be, the integrity that should be attached to our identities. And that's the thing about God. He's not a man that he should lie. And so he's, he's a perfect, holy, upright, and just God. And so his integrity, the thing that defines his identity, that is the source of the truth that he will carry out his word. And he promised us that he would. He, he told Jeremiah in the first chapter of Jeremiah that his eyes are watching over his word to perform it. Isaiah 55, he said, when I send my word out, it always accomplishes what I send it to do. It never returns to me empty or void. It always 
it, or it prospers in the thing whereunto I've sent it. So God is saying this, that my word cannot fail. Why? Because if his word failed, then it would make him out to be a liar. Or if his word failed, it would mean that he didn't have sufficient power or authority to bring his word to pass. And that's not the God you serve. That's not the God you serve. He has sufficient power, more than sufficient power and authority to bring his word to pass in any situation. He is God. And so when we read what the psalmist wrote in Psalm 138 and verse 2, Lord, you have backed up your word with all the power of your name. What that means is because he has a name above all names and the power of his integrity of his identity, his word has to come to pass. His word has to come to pass. If his word fell to the ground and was null and void, what would that make him? What would that make him? He would no longer be the almighty God. What can cancel out his word? What demon could cancel out God's word? Even the devil himself cannot cancel out God's word. Wicked men with evil plans cannot cancel out God's word. We covered that yesterday. The Bible says that evil men, wicked men, plot and scheme and make plans. But the Lord laughs in heaven because he sees their day of judgment is coming. You can't cancel out the plans of God. It would not matter how hard every antichrist man and woman worked in the earth to try to cancel out God's word, they cannot bring that purpose to pass. And I mean, think about this. And the only reason that even the antichrist will be able to take power and to rule the world is because God is allowing him to, to carry out his own word. Because God prophesied that those things would come to pass as a judgment upon the earth. The only reason that it's even going to be allowed to happen is because God allows it to carry out the purpose of his word that he's already spoken from the beginning of time. It's not because the devil won a battle against God and now he's going to take the world back over. He's already defeated. Jesus already defeated him. It's not because he won something or that now he's gained more power and he's going to take over and run the world. No, the only reason he's going to do so is because God allowed him to do it to carry out his word that was already spoken since the beginning of time. Think about that for a moment. Ponder that, ponder that for a moment because it's mind-blowing to, to know that not only that, and of course the Christians will be out of here if you believe like we do, the rapture is going to happen and all of those of us that carry the dominion and authority of God to hold back the forces of darkness will all be gone. So there'll be nothing left to hold back what the devil wants to do and so he will carry out what God has already predicted and apportioned for him to carry out for the judgment of the wicked who rejected Jesus Christ. Not only that, the Bible says, and Paul wrote this, that for those that did reject Jesus and those that were here, that are here when that's going on, a delusion will come upon them and they will believe lies rather than the truth so that God's purpose will be carried out in the earth. There's no question about that. Because his word must come to pass. His word over you must come to pass. 
What he said about your family must come to pass. I mean, think about it. Jesus, and I've touched on this. By the way, if you haven't shared the broadcast, today's a great day to share. Jesus prophesied his own resurrection. If if you've read the scripture, you know that he did that multiple times. He said, you'll tear this temple down, but in three days, I will raise it back up again. And initially, they thought he was talking about the actual temple. But the Bible tells us, as we just read a couple of days ago in our reading plan, that after his death and resurrection, the disciples realized, oh, he was talking about his own body. He was talking about his body. And he recognized, they recognized he was talking about resurrection of his temple. He said, you'll tear this temple down, but in three days, I'll raise it back up again. And so catch that. When he prophesied that, that means that what Jesus said had to come to pass or else he was a false prophet. Did you ever think about that? If Jesus did not rise up from the dead on the third day, then he was a false prophet. Did you ever think about this? It couldn't have even happened more swiftly than it did. He couldn't have gotten up from the grave on the first day or the second day because that also would have made his prophecy not come to pass. And again, he would have been a false prophet. He spoke that word of prophecy into existence and then it waited on him to come to pass. It waited through the whole first day and night. And then what we call silent Saturday. Jesus was crucified on Friday. and, And then of course, silent Saturday. All through that day, the word did not work. It did not manifest because it was not time to manifest. And then on the third day, think about it. And we start to wonder how quickly on the third day did that word manifest? Because the Bible tells us that people came early to the tomb before the dawn. So before the, even the sun rose on the third day, the stone was already rolled away and his body was already gone and the grave clothes were folded and neatly laid there on the tomb. And, and you think about it, that once that day, imagine this, once he crossed over into that third day, the word began to work immediately. And before the sun even came up, did you ever wonder, did it happen the moment that the clock struck midnight? Did you ever wonder as, if as soon as that day turned to the third day, did God begin to move? As soon as it was time to move, God began to move. Did you ever wonder that? Of course, the Bible doesn't necessarily tell us, but it does tell us that before the sun even came up, he was already gone on the third day. And so as we see this, we realize his word came to pass exactly when it was supposed to come to pass. His word is pre-existent of any problem, any attack, any work of the devil. The devil didn't even exist. And then, of course, we go over to Hebrews chapter 1, and I want to show you this before we pray. Hebrews chapter 1, and um, I'm going to read uh, verse 3, Hebrews 1, 3. In fact, I'll start with verse 1, Hebrews 1, 1 through 3. Glory to God. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. 
He, now verse 3, I want you to get this in your spirit. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. Get that in your spirit today. He upholds the universe by what? The word of his power. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> by the word of his power. After making purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So we begin to realize not only has the word existed from the very beginning, but now he is upholding the entire universe by the word of his power. Everything is subjected to the word of God. Oh, hallelujah. Think about that. Everything is subjected to the mighty word of God. Everything is subjected to the mighty word of God. Hallelujah. Put it in the comments today. Everything is subjected to the mighty word of God. Everything. Everything falls flat on its face to the mighty word of God. Did you ever see that as Jesus, that just, just imagine, if you will, Jesus Christ. When you think of him, think of God speaking his word into a flesh body and that body walking around as the word. That's what Jesus was. That's what Jesus was. The word entered into a flesh body. And that's what the Bible tells us in John chapter 1. The word of God entered into a flesh body and came into the earth, dwelt among us. So imagine this now, why people say, man, Jesus was so powerful. Well, what do you think is going to happen when the literal word of God is walking around in a flesh body? What do you think demons are going to do when the literal word of God walks up in front of you and carries all the authority of heaven in a fleshly body. Why do you think that legions of demons ran to bow down low before him and to worship him and to beg him, please don't harass us before our time? Why do you think that the devil was so afraid of what could happen? Because he was standing in front of the literal word of God inside of a flesh body. That's who Jesus is. That's who Jesus is. And the power of God's word was walking around as a man and demons were coming out and blind eyes were coming open and deaf ears were unstopped and leprosy cleansed and dead people getting out of their graves. Why? Because the mighty word of God that is above all things, according to scripture, it's upholding the universe above all things, was walking around in a flesh body. Glory to God. Woo, hallelujah. And demons had to bow their knee. And every wicked thing had to flee, and still does today, at the power of the mighty word of God. The good news is that as we've believed on Jesus' name, he gave us power to become the sons of God. Glory to God. The Bible says, as many as believed on Jesus' name, he gave them power to become the sons of God. And so I want you to write it in the comments, I am a son of God. 
not a daughter of God. I've dealt with this before on the broadcast. Ladies, you're not a daughter of God. You're a son of God. You have the inheritance just like any man. We are all sons of God in the same way that no matter your gender, we're all brides of Christ. It's the same thing. I am a son of God. Why? Because the inheritance belongs to you. The inheritance belongs to you. That's the power. This same word has been given to you to use. This same word has been given to you to speak, to confess, to declare. And what are we talking about today? We're talking about the fact that we're getting out ahead of every attack of the devil because we've attached ourselves to the mighty eternal word of God. And this word is more powerful than anything that the devil could concoct. It doesn't matter what it is. Any plan that he could conceive, it's already been destroyed because of the power of this word. God doesn't need, man, if we could get this right here, get it in your spirit. God doesn't need to do anything new to bring you out of problems. God doesn't need to do anything new to bring you out of attacks. God doesn't need to do anything new to deliver you from the plot of the enemy. He's already done it and his word is already given. The devil couldn't stop this word from being given. He couldn't stop the word from coming to the earth. He couldn't stop the blood of Jesus. He couldn't stop the resurrection. He couldn't stop the ascension. He couldn't stop God seating Jesus at his right hand. And he couldn't stop God from, though you were dead in trespasses and in sins, raising you up together with Christ and seating you in heavenly places with Christ. Couldn't stop that from happening. Could not stop that from happening. And so now I'm, I'm encouraging you with this. It doesn't matter because nothing the devil can do can stop God's word from working and God doesn't need to do anything new in order to bring you into the victory that he has planned for you, to bring you into the breakthrough that he's believing for you and that he's decreed for you. His word is enough. His power is enough. His spirit is enough. And that's all he needs to do. And all we've got to do now is to stand on this word that's already been given, that was never created. It has existed since the beginning of time. There was a time men wrote it down, but that doesn't mean it was the beginning of God's word. It was just the beginning of the time we could receive his word, but it's existed from the very beginning. It's an encouraging thought. You have access to a pre-existing condition called the mighty word of God. And every attack launched against you is returning to sender in the mighty name of Jesus. Every curse is returning to sender in the mighty name of Jesus, and you are free from the attacks and plots and plans of the devil. Hallelujah. And we're gonna join together today. I feel the Holy Ghost again. We're gonna join together today, and we're gonna pray, and we're gonna loose the anointing of God to our families and our loved ones, in our bodies and minds. We're gonna pray today and ask, ask the Lord, let this be a supernatural year. Lord, we ask you to do things that only you could do. That's how we're going to pray. And we're going to join our faith. Many of you might be able to pray. You may be home and you can begin to pray as I'm praying. Others might be listening from work. Maybe you're uh, in commute. Maybe you're listening to this later and you can pray in your vehicle. But I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost and I want you to agree with me. We're going to go through some prayer points again today 
and we're going to declare them and we're going to declare the word of God and we're going to begin to pray and ask the Lord to do supernatural things that he's already spoken, that he's already set in in place for us. He doesn't have to get up, doesn't have to send Jesus again. He doesn't have to die and resurrect again. It's already done. Now by faith, we take it and we operate in it in Jesus' name. That's it, Christina. Let this be a supernatural year for all of us. That's what we're believing. That's what we're declaring. So I'm going to take you through some of these. And we're just going to begin to pray. And I want you to join me in prayer today as we're believing for supernatural things. First of all, let's praise God that his word over our life is operating in full strength and will accomplish its purpose in us personally. And we're basing that on Isaiah 55. His word accomplishes what he sends it to do. So, Father, we come to you today in the mighty name of Jesus. And we're so thankful for the mighty word that you've given us that has existed since the beginning of time. And we praise you today that your word has entered into us, that your word is operating in full strength in our life. We thank you, Lord. It is accomplishing its purpose in our life. Lord, we thank you that the word is coming into us again today and it's driving out depression. It's driving wickedness out of our lives. I thank you, Lord, that your word declares in Hebrews chapter four and verse 12 that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword and it pierces to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, joint and marrow between the thoughts and the intents of our hearts. And I thank you that today your word is entering into us and bringing conviction into our lives and driving out all wickedness from our lives and from our homes. Lord, if there's anything in our life that's displeasing to you, that is holding us back from pleasing you, that's holding us back from serving you, that's holding us back from doing what you've called us to do, Father, drive that thing out today by the mighty word of God. Drive it out today by the power of your Holy Spirit, whatever it is. And we declare that sin and wickedness has no place in us in Jesus' name. Sin and wickedness has no place in us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And from this day, our lives will be pleasing unto you by the power of the Holy Ghost. We thank you that every action that we take, every step we take will be in the will of God and will be pleasing to or pleasing in the sight of God. And we thank you for that. Let your word as it enters into us today, not just drive out all wickedness and all sin, but let it drive out all complacency today in the mighty name of Jesus. Those that in the past may have been content to just sit back and take life as it comes and to be apathetic towards the plight of the world and the plight of the unbeliever, those lost and dying, those that have chosen to be numbed towards what's going on in the world and they've become callous to the problems that we're facing in this society, in this generation. Lord, drive all complacency out of our spirits today by the mighty word and spirit of God and let that leave us for good and let a compassion come upon us. Bring a fresh fire upon your people. Bring a fresh compassion upon your people in the mighty name of Jesus. A love for you and a love for those that you've created, the men and women 
of this world who are in need of a touch from heaven. Bring that compassion upon our hearts, Lord. Don't let us walk by the hurting and the broken and be fine with it and say, well, at least it's not me. At least it's not my family dealing with that. Give us a compassion and a love for those that are hurting and broken and a faith to step out and an urgency to step out and touch those that need Jesus and to reach those that need Jesus. We thank you for using us, Lord, in that way and in that capacity. Now today, let your word come into us, not just drive out wickedness and not just drive out apathy and complacency, but today, let your word and your spirit come into us and drive out all sickness and all disease. Lord, we take authority over these spiritual attacks against people's bodies, these spirits of infirmity that have tried to set up shop in people's families and their lives, running from generation to generation. I take authority over cancer, that spirit of infirmity, that unclean spirit that tries to destroy the men and women of God. And I rebuke every cancer cell that's tried to come against you or your family. And I command it to shrivel, die, and pass from the body in Jesus' mighty name. Shrivel, die, and pass from the body in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Cancer, you have to go. Tumors and growths have to go, whether they're benign or whether they're cancerous. They must go in Jesus' wonderful name and loose their grip on God's people. I take authority, Lord, over those that are dealing with uh, viral issues that are in the bloodstream and people are battling with respiratory issues, people that are battling in their bodies with joint pain and arthritis, those that are battling with uh, issues in their organs of their body. They're not functioning as they were created to function. I pray that their organs receive a touch today. Lord, let your word and your spirit come into our bodies and make us whole by the power of the Holy Ghost. Let healing virtue that comes from your word, healing virtue that comes from your spirit, flow into our bodies today and completely make us whole by the power of the Holy Ghost. You said that you are the God that heals us. You are Jehovah Rapha and none of these diseases would come upon us. And so, Lord, we thank you today that none of these diseases, none of these sicknesses can enter into our body or stay in our body. For this day, you are making us whole. From this day, you're touching us by your power. And we thank you that healing virtue is flowing from right now into every person's body that's listening to me, that is watching this, or if, even if they're watching the replay or listening to the replay, Lord. I thank you that healing virtue is flowing into their body right now. Lord, for so many believers that have been struggling physically, that have been struggling to keep their health in check, let that come to an end this year in Jesus' name. These harassing forces that have been standing against God's people and their physical body and their health, Lord, we rebuke it in Jesus' name. Let this be a year of divine health. Let this year be a year of divine health by the power of God. Not a year that we go from struggle to struggle, issue to issue, but we thank you ahead of time that as we cross over into every month of this year, that we're crossing over in complete healing and health. Lord, I thank you for bringing me through December. I thank you for you brought me through an entire month once again 
where no sickness touched my body, no disease touched my body. And let that be the case for your people as well. From this day forward, as we cross over from month to month, as we cross over from week to week, we're crossing over with no sickness in our bodies. We're crossing over with no disease, nothing attacking our minds. We're going from grace unto grace, from strength <coughs> unto strength, from victory unto victory in Jesus' name. Lord, as we go throughout this year, we thank you that all wickedness has to run from our families and run from our bodies in the wonderful name of Jesus. Even dangerous situations, Lord, even accidents, calamity, the plans of the devil to bring us into tragedies are being blown out of our path in Jesus' name. For you are the God that protects us supernaturally. Let your word go before us, before us and make crooked places straight to remove every danger. We thank you that your word declares that though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil for you are with us and your rod and your staff, they comfort us in Jesus' name. And so I thank you, Lord, that you are going out ahead of us in 2022. We thank you that your power is already moving in February and March. It's already gone into April, May, and June, and July, and it is blowing out of our way. Every wicked attack of the devil, every foul attack of the wicked one is already being thwarted by the mighty power of your spirit in Jesus' name. We thank you for it. By the power of the Holy Ghost, we will walk in total victory. We will walk in total strength, total healing. We thank you, Lord, that there will be no uh, emergency, calamity, tragedy that could come our way. For not only are you warning us ahead of time about the things to come, but you're already working on our behalf so that, Lord, we only depend in you and put our faith and trust in you. It's never in man. It's not in the government. It's not in the corporations that employ us. It's not in the culture. It's not in our nation. But our trust and our faith is in you and in you alone by the power of the Holy Ghost. We will not walk in the curse that comes upon a man or a woman who puts their trust in the arm of flesh, as Jeremiah 17, 5 says. We will not walk in a curse for putting our trust in flesh. Our trust is in the Lord in Jesus' mighty name. For nobody can do what you can do, Jesus. Nobody can do what you can do, Almighty God. And so, Lord, our trust is in you. You're not just our healer. You're not just our savior, but you're our provider in Jesus' name. And so, Lord, we ask you to allow us to enter into your system of sowing and reaping this year in a massive way. We thank you that you know who your sowers are. You know who your givers are. And so, Lord, put the largest seeds in our hand that we've ever sown into the kingdom of God in the history of our Christian lives in the mighty name of Jesus. And let us release the biggest seeds. Lord, we're not asking for the biggest harvests because we thank you that our seeds will bring forth the harvests that we're believing for. And so, Lord, what we ask you is to do what you said you would do in your word. You give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. 
And so, Lord, we thank you that as we're faithful to obey you throughout 2022, that the largest seeds we've ever seen are coming into our hand by the power of the Almighty God. And we declare and we ask you, Lord, that as we sow those seeds, that the biggest things we've ever seen take place would take place for our families and for us individually. Your word declares that you are the God who holds in your hand the key of David. And when you open doors, no man can shut them. And when you close doors, no man can open them. And so now, Lord, we ask you that in 2022, you would do what only you can do. And that is open supernatural doors for your people that only you could open, that nobody else can open. Things that have remained shut to your people for so long. Open them up to us in 2022. And I thank you that as you open doors for us, no demon power can close doors that you have decided to open by your grace. And so, Lord, I thank you that you're using the key of David on our behalf to open doors in 2022 that no man can shut, that no demon can shut, that no antichrist agenda can shut in Jesus' mighty name. And then, Lord, at the same time, we thank you that your word says that that same key of David closes doors that no one can open. So, Lord, we ask you now, every entrance that the enemy has had in the past to come into our lives and to come in to mess with our families and harass our children and our health and our minds, we ask you to slam the door in his face today in Jesus' name. Close every door that the enemy would love to stay open so that he could continue to gain entrance into our lives and to keep us from what you've planned for our lives. Slam every door today, Lord, in the face of our enemy by the power of your spirit. Every demonic stronghold is broken. The doors that he used as an entrance are closed by the power of God. And no sickness can sneak in through those doors. And no depression or fear or anxiety attacks or suicidal thoughts can sneak in through those doors in Jesus' name. No marital difficulties or problems with relationships with children can sneak in through those doors. We thank you that no financial problems can sneak in through those doors. We're not going to carry a bag with holes in it in 2022. We thank you that you're closing the door on every enemy, slamming it in their face. Lord, as your word, as David prayed, we pray like David prayed today in the third Psalm, that Lord, that you would strike every enemy on the cheekbone today and shatter the teeth of the wicked, just as David prayed. Do the same for us, Lord, that in 2022, this would be a year that the church would see extreme growth and divine possession, possession of land, possession of buildings, possession of things they've never held before. And I pray that all Antichrist plans that were in the works would be shattered today in Jesus' name. Shatter those things supernaturally. Let 2022 be a year where the wicked cannot figure out why their plans aren't working. Let 2022 be a year that they're confounded because they can't figure out why that their plans are falling apart at the wheels 
And we thank you, Lord, that you are bringing an end to the harassment of your church in Jesus' name, especially in America, in Canada, those nations that we represent. We thank you, Lord, that all of these attacks that have been launched against the church, though your word tells us that we'll be hated all over the world for your name's sake and that there would be persecution, we thank you that you're giving us great victories in the church in 2022. Great victories in the church. And we give you praise that the enemies of the church that have risen up in 2020 and in 2021 are being shut down in 2022 in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I take authority over all demonic activity that is being launched against the people of God. I take authority over every foul curse, every witch, every warlock that thinks they can bind up the church or that they can send spells, incantations, or curses against God's people behind the scenes. I command every one of those curses to return to its origin and to sender and to completely destroy the thing that sent it to us. In Jesus' name, for no demonic stronghold will be able to take authority over the church of God. No demonic stronghold will be able to hinder the work of God. And we declare today that every demonic curse, every demonic spell, incantation, it is broken today. Whether against an individual or against the church at large or an individual church body, it is broken today by the power of the Holy Ghost and returns back where it came from. And we thank you, Lord, that the wicked are being scattered by the breath of God. Let God arise and every enemy be scattered in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let God arise and every enemy be scattered in Jesus' name. Lord, let people be saved in mass this year by the power of your spirit. Let people be saved in mass. Let people, large crowds of people, come into the kingdom of God and give their hearts to Jesus Christ and have their lives turned around and become on-fire disciples of Christ in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that this is going to be a year of revival in America. This is going to be a year of revival in Canada. Lord, let the borders open up of different nations around the world. Lord, these mandates, blow them out of our way by the power of the Holy Ghost. Blow every wicked mandate out of our way that prevents us from traveling and preaching the gospel in other nations. Open the borders, Lord. Open the nations and make it easy for your people to get in. For we thank you that faith doesn't just make things possible. Faith makes things easy in Jesus' wonderful name. So Lord, we ask you to blow your breath from heaven and open the borders of these nations, these governments that are cracking down on their populations so hard, like the governments we see in Europe and in Australia and South Africa and the different nations that are putting such heavy restrictions on your people, including the church. I pray that every governmental leader that is in line with those restrictions and persecutes the church will be moved quickly out of the way in 2022 in the wonderful name of Jesus and put people there, whether they're saved or not, with a heart, 
to see the church flourish in these nations in Jesus' name. And Lord, give us that open door to preach your gospel before time runs out. Give us a fresh urgency in our spirit to preach this, this gospel before it's too late for signs and wonders to take place and for souls to come into the kingdom in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you. Now I want you to praise God and pray that every plot and plan of the enemy, could none of them could ever succeed against your life or your ministry or your business because no weapon formed against you can be allowed to prosper in Jesus' name. And then we're going to pray that God would supernaturally remove every enemy that would seek to hinder your purpose or your call in Jesus' name. As God did for Paul when he was ministering to the governor and the sorcerer, Elimus, tried to hinder Paul's ministry as he preached the gospel to the governor, Sergius Paulus. And blindness struck that sorcerer by the power of God, not by the power of the enemy, by the power of God. We are praying that this year, not one plot or plan of the enemy can succeed against our families, ministries, and businesses in Jesus' name. And so, Lord, we thank you that from this day, the fire of God is going out and destroying every plot and plan of the wicked one against our families, against our businesses, and against our ministries. Lord, whatever the devil thought he could plan and plot for 2022, it shall not come to pass in Jesus' mighty name. It shall not come to pass by the power of the Holy Ghost. We praise you now that you are removing every enemy that would seek to hinder our purpose or our call in Jesus' name. That includes anti-Christ men and women that would stand in our way in 2022. Remove them, Lord, by the power of your spirit. Remove them out of our way in Jesus' name. They'll not be a hindrance in 2022. They will not be a hindrance to us in 2022. Remove them by the power of your spirit. Lord, if it's an attack of the devil, if it's an attack that the devil planned to bring on our health or on our minds or on our finances or on our children, I ask you today, Lord, remove it by the power of your spirit. Blow your breath from heaven and blow it out of our way today by the mighty name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Ghost. We will not deal with those things and be hindered by those things in 2022 in Jesus' mighty name. This is a year that we will freely flow and freely run in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And whatever was an obstacle, whatever was a hindrance, whatever stood in our way before today is quickly packing its bags and moving out of our way in the name that's above every name, Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Lord, that in 2022, our families, businesses, and ministries will run with momentum in such a way that people will be amazed to see how far we've come in just a short period of time. How far we've come in just a short period of time. They won't be able to believe it. They won't be able to believe it. And so, Lord, we thank you and we give you praise. It's a year that will freely flow and freely run in the power of the Holy Ghost and every obstacle is supernaturally removed by the power of God 
in the name of Jesus. Lord, let this be a year that we walk and run with divine direction, that you'll speak the word only, that we'll be able to write the vision and make it plain upon tablets, that they may run who read it. And let this year be a year, Lord, that every direction you have for our ministry and for our lives and for our families and our businesses is easily obtained and quickly obeyed and followed. For this will be a year of divine direction. This will be a year where we will do what you've asked us to do. This will be a year, Lord, as we move forward that we'll not miss out on your will and on your plan because we will clearly hear your voice and accomplish your purpose in Jesus' name. And so, Lord, speak to us and let us hear you. Let our flesh melt away as we fast and pray. And the mind that was carnal, let it be renewed by the word of God. And let us hear now clearly what you're saying and what you're doing and how you're directing our path. We thank you that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. In Jesus' name, we declare it. It is our year of divine direction in Jesus' mighty name. It's our year of divine direction in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. And we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for that. Now, we ask God that he would go out before us and destroy anything that would waste our time or delay us in our purpose. That's the next prayer we're going to pray. Because 2022 is not going to be a year that we are hindered by time wasters and get caught up in something and three months later realize what a waste of time that was. I shouldn't have even gotten involved in it. It's not going to be our story in 2022 in Jesus' name. God is going out ahead of us and destroying time wasters in Jesus' name. As he did for King Cyrus in Isaiah 45, as he did for Daniel as they rebuilt the walls, or excuse me, Nehemiah as they rebuilt the walls, and Sambalat and Tobiah. They were time wasters with negative intentions. And God is removing our distractions. He's removing our time wasters in Jesus' name and destroying them so that there's nothing that could stand before us that would waste our time or hinder us in our call or our purpose. The flow will be free. The flow will be free in 2022. So begin to praise God for that, thank him, and pray that now. Father, we ask you, as you did for King Cyrus, you went out ahead of him and you leveled the gates of bronze and you made the crooked places straight as you did, Lord, for Nehemiah and the people that were rebuilding the walls, that you move every Sanballat and Tobiah-style personality and entity out of our way. Lord, every person that the enemy sent to us to just delay us, those that try to get us entangled with the old life again, those that try to entangle us in things that would really hinder us from accomplishing our call and our purpose. Lord, we ask you today to remove every personality, every entity that would try to take us back into a place that's displeasing to God, or even just to waste our time and spin our wheels so that we're exerting effort, we're exerting strength, but nothing's being accomplished for the purpose you've given us. 
Lord, do not let that be us in 2022. Don't let us spin our wheels. Don't let us just run for the sake of running. Don't let us just do things for the sake of doing them. But Lord, let this be the year that everything we do moves us forward into our purpose. Everything is divinely connected to help us to do exactly what we're called to do without delay. We declare it's a year of no delay in Jesus' name. Time wasters and distractions are supernaturally removed. We're not going to get to the end of the year and wish that we'd done things differently. We're not going to come to the end of the year and wish that we'd made different decisions. That's not going to be our story in Jesus' name. But we're going to come to the end of the year shouting, thanking God and praising God that it was a year of supernatural productivity, that more was accomplished in one year than in the previous three years in Jesus' name. No delay, no distraction, no time wasted. No delay, no distraction, no time wasted in Jesus' name. When we get to December 31st, we're going to look back and thank God that our time was used properly and wisely. And every entity, every personality that the devil sent to catch us up in what did not matter and get us entangled in things that hold no eternal value or weight and don't make an impact on our generation are being quickly removed from our lives in Jesus' name. Lord, if you've even got to do it in a way that's supernatural, that the people just pack up bags and move to another state or province, do it, Lord. Whatever you've got to do to remove those that would keep us in a place of distraction, keep us in a place of time-wasting and delay. We don't desire to delay. Quick increase is our story. For the path of the just is a shining light that shines brighter and brighter until the perfect day. We thank you that Proverbs 4.18 declares that we will not go backwards. We will not diminish we will only move forward. We will only go higher in Jesus' mighty name. And so we declare it today. 2022 is our year to accomplish our purpose at an expedited rate. It is our year to go higher than we've ever been in the wonderful name of Jesus. Now, take these final moments to begin to praise and thank God that all of these things are already coming to pass because his word has already been given, and he's already doing the work. So take these final moments to thank and praise God. Lord, we thank you, and we praise you, that this is our year, that you're going to do what you said you'd do. You're going to do what your word says you can do. We praise you like it's already done. We praise you that you've already gone ahead of us and begun to work behind the scenes, and before we can even see anything changing, you're already working and things are changing now by the power of God. We'll have such testimonies in 2022 that it'll blow the minds of natural men in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We'll have such testimonies in 2022 that it'll blow the minds of natural men in Jesus' wonderful name. And we thank you, Lord, that these things will be so supernatural that only you will get the glory for what's taking place. That this fruit that's being produced is going to bring great glory to our Father in heaven. 
and we will be careful to give you all the praise. You will get all the glory because you are the God of the impossible, the only one able to make these things happen. And so, Lord, we thank you ahead of time. We declare you are great and greatly to be praised. We thank you, Lord, that by your mighty right hand, you are holding your people strong and in position to do what you've called them to do. In Jesus' wonderful name, we thank you. We give you all the praise. And if you believe those prayers today, I want you to throw some hands up in the comments, throw some fire up in the comments, knowing we're standing together as the Victory Tribe and believing God, this will be by far the best year we've ever had in the wonderful name of Jesus. It'll be the best year that we've ever had. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name. I feel the Holy Ghost on that. This will be the best year that we've ever had in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Lord, and we praise you. Glory to God. Now, I'm speaking, obviously, to those that are connected to this ministry. But I'm challenging you because I've got a word for you today. It is time for you, and this is a word from the Holy Ghost, not from me. You know that because I've never given a word like this before. It is time for you personally to go to the next level in 2022 in your sowing and reaping. This is a word from the Lord for you. And I'm receiving it for me as well. And I've already begun. We started New Year's Eve with that same command in our spirit. That it is a year for us to go to the next level in our sowing and in our reaping. It is time for us to step out by faith and to sow. Like I was talking about at the beginning of this program. These are the two areas where you can see people are hindered the most. As they fast and pray, their flesh fights back. And as the Lord speaks to them to sow financial seeds of faith, their flesh fights back. This is the year for you to step out and begin to sow now at a place you've never done. It's a new level. Why? God has harvests for you to receive in 2022 that are not attainable. <clears throat> they are not attainable until you release the seeds that loose those harvests into your hand. And so you have to step to another level of dedication in the same way we've done in our Bible reading, in the same way we've done in our fasting and prayer, in the same way we've done in everything that we go after. It's time now for us to step up to a new level in our sowing and reaping. And it's going to take faith. It's going to take a, a step forward. But let me, let me encourage you very strongly today. Don't go through 2022 sowing the same things that you've done in 2021 and in 2020. Don't come to the Lord with the same offering in your hand that you've offered him in previous years. It's time to level up. It's time to go to another place. We can't expect God to take us to new realms of harvest and new realms of increase if what we're doing in dedication has never changed. And so maybe you're at a place where you say, well, you know, $1,000 has become something that we've done often. And my husband and I, or maybe you just personally and individually, it's something we did through 2020 and 2021. It's time to take that to another level. This needs to be the year where you begin to sow $2,000 and $2,500 and $1,500 seeds that are greater than what you've done in the past. If you don't purposely level up, hear me, if you don't purposely level up, you'll never level up on accident. You'll never level up randomly. 
So it needs to be a year, beginning with this month. We're not waiting for the end of the year for God to bless us. It needs to be a, a month where you decide and you make that up in your mind, I'm going to make big steps and take big steps for the kingdom of God. And there's people that are already sowing on the broadcast and I thank you, Janine, and thank you, uh, Nancy, and those that are sowing. But you've, you've got to make up in your mind, I'm leveling up in, uh, in 2022. This is my year of divine possession. I'm taking possession of what God said is mine. And that's the key. And so it's time for the seeds that we sow to become larger seeds than they've ever been. And I'm challenging you to begin that today. Begin that today, as others already are. We're purposely leveling up. I, I made up my mind in this way. You say, why did you make, the, why did you make that uh, plan with your wife that you'd always give more to God than you did the previous year? And specifically, why did you make up that rule with your wife that you would give the largest one-time seeds. See, because people, they would think in their natural mind, well, if we give more by the end of the year than we did the previous year, then everything's good. But it's not just that. I'm stepping beyond cumulative giving to a place of these one-time seeds and setting goals there. You say, why do you want to give the largest one-time seeds that you've ever sown? Because I want my flesh to understand it will never rule or control the, in, the increase or the harvests that God's going to bring into my life. I will never allow my flesh to govern my future. My faith and my obedience to God governs my future and yours too. And I'm encouraging you starting today, starting this month, purposely take steps. You know, there, there were times when my wife and I had to make that up in our mind. And I can remember sitting in there She's got the checkbook. She carries the checkbook. And uh, we thought to ourselves, you know what? We're getting ready to make out an, an offering for a certain amount, like $1,000. I can remember that level up moment where it was like, hold on a second. When I think about sowing $1,000, it doesn't even feel like it used to feel back in the day when it first took faith to do. And so you, you sit there and realize that and you think, you know what? That means my faith is not being activated in the same way that it used to be. Well, why could that be? Because God has leveled you up to a new place. So you start to realize, my faith is not being touched in the same way to release $1,000 as it used to be. It's time to level up. And then you, you get introspective and you say, what is gonna take faith then? And you begin to meditate, Lord, what do you want me to release? What do you want me to give that will engage my faith again? And you gotta do that where you are. For some of you, that's a seed of $500 because maybe you've been a person that's sown $100 and $100 and it no longer takes faith for you to put that $100 into the kingdom. But now it's time to level up and you'll start sowing seeds of $250 a month or $500 a month or $1,000 and you begin to realize God's taken me to another level and that's what you have to do. I'm encouraging you because I don't want to get to the end of 2022 and people feel like they've been left behind because their harvests haven't increased. And they've not seen that, that progression in their own personal life and finances. It's going to take steps of faith. And so we're going to pray. And on this day, we're about halfway through this fast. We're about halfway through our dedication for the beginning of the year. And the Lord's going to speak to you. 
because it's time for greater harvests. Hallelujah. Put that in the comments if you will. It is time for greater harvests. Put it in the comments. Write it down. It is time for greater harvests. I always laugh because I know who the faithful are. Because when we're praying and I'm praying for breakthrough and all the things for your family and you know you have like a bunch of people watching the live and you begin to talk about these things that take more maturity and you drop off by like 40%. Why? Because not everybody can stand at that place. That's why not everybody's blessed. That's why not everybody's walking in that level of increase. Because they've not taken control of their flesh. They've not taken control of their carnal nature. It controls them. See? But that's not going to be who we are in 2022. If we're going to have divine possession, then it's going to take supernatural release. And that's why I had you to write it in the comments. It's time for greater harvest. So we're going to pray. And today the Lord's going to speak to you about sowing an offering that is going to put you now up to the next level of your sowing life. Because it's time for that level up. It's time to move up higher. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that you would speak to every one of us today in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, that you would give us an, an instruction that will take us into increased harvests, increased promotion, that we'll see things like we've never seen take place. Divine possession belongs to us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is our season of increased harvest. So, Lord, we thank you that increase is coming into our hand by large seeds that are getting ready to go out. We are going to step up to a place we've never been before in Jesus' name. And we thank you, Lord, debts are going to be canceled. We thank you this is the year that all of the financial pressure and weight that's been on our shoulders is leaving this year in Jesus' name. Those that were just renting are going to go to owning we thank you, Lord, that it's going to be so amazing that people will ask us, how did that happen for you? It happened by the power of the Holy Ghost. It happened through my obedience to God's word and the leading of the Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, speak that word to us today. Give us an instruction and we'll step out by faith and obey what you've asked us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. And then now you'll see on the screen, you can sow your seed. You know how to do it. Go to miracleword.com. Many of you use Cash App, many of you use PayPal, some of you use Venmo or Zelle. Do what the Lord's telling you to do. If you go to MiracleWord.com, of course, all of the ways to sow are there. And I want to encourage you, maybe your step of faith that, that you're going to take this year is partnering with this ministry on a monthly basis. You've never done that before. You've never stepped out by faith to say, you know what, I'm going to stand with Ted and Carolyn as they preach the gospel around the world and see people delivered from the uh, traps and snares of the enemy, I want you to take that step of faith if the Lord's telling you to do that. Go to miracleword.com. You can click the partner button and fill that form out and let us know. I'm standing with you on a monthly basis at $85 or more. Maybe the Lord will speak to you. $100 a month, $250 a month. We have people that sow $500 and $750 a month. Do what it is that the Lord's telling you to do. And watch God bless you. And he will bless you. I could give you testimony after testimony of people that started with us at one level. And then God elevated them to different levels of increase. Do what the Lord is telling you to do. As you sow your seed, not only do we say thank you, 
we're going to send you something to show you we're thankful. And that is, in the month of January, we have this book by Dr. Lester Summerall that's entitled Adventuring with Christ. And that is his life story of traveling by the power of God with, with Dr. Howard Carter. There are faith stories that are so amazing, you'll think it's a fictional novel, but it's absolutely real and it's mind-blowing and it'll build your faith. And then for those that are sewing, uh, at $250 or more this month of January, we're going to... got the manuscripts we have today and how our Bible came about in the form that we have it now. It'll give you a lot of wisdom in the area of believing the inspired and errant word of God. And then if you're sowing $1,000 or more in the month of um, January, I want to include this. I have for you a net Bible, full notes edition, what I believe is one of the best study tools that you can own. And I want to send that to you as our gift to you to say thank you. Now, I do understand there are people that the Lord is speaking to to do very large things. There's people the Lord's speaking to to sow $5,000 seeds and $10,000 seeds. God's speaking to some people that are watching and listening that it's time to really step up in ways you never have and sow from your business and sow from your ministry or sow from your personal savings. Uh, seeds that are larger, $20,000 and make a mark for the kingdom of God. And I want to say thank you, but now's the time to do it. Time is running out. And if you're sowing and standing at that larger level like that, we're also going to include something we call the Elite Study Collection. And it's a keepsake box filled with the very best Bible study tools that we could find. And it's one of my favorites. And we're going to put it in your hand to say a big thank you. We're here in Madison, Indiana. We have two nights left tonight and then Wednesday night tomorrow. And next week we're in Jasper, Indiana. And then we'll come home. We have coming up on the 22nd of January. This is going to be our communion and breakthrough service. Live online, we'll be in the studio for that. We're having you send in your prayer requests. We're gonna lay our hands on them. And then we're going to take communion together and break the fast together on the 22nd of January. So don't miss that. And then we're gonna be heading to Roswell, Georgia for World Harvest Church for Revival. It's gonna be great. I wanna encourage you to come and be a part of these revivals this year. God's moving. I love you very much. Don't forget your Bible reading. Stay in prayer. Stay strong on the fast. I'll see you tonight. The service starts at 6.30 p.m. We're live on all platforms. Have a wonderful day. I love you very much. I'll talk to you later. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.